What's up, guys? Welcome once again to the Save Continue podcast. My name is Ryan Robinson. Bless you, Shanae. Thank you. This is Tom. Hello. Every week we get together, talk about video games, related topics, and we have a great time doing it. So I want to start off the show like I do always. How's it going, Tom? What video games have you played this week? I've played actually very little video games this week. Hmm. Uh, played a little bit of The Sims 4. Hmm. Played a little bit of War for Cybertron. Okay. But let me tell you something I, I'm, I'm excited about, though. What's that? Uh, I bought Humble's Capcom Rising Bundle. What is that? It's uh, the newest Humble Bundle, but it's just a bunch of Capcom games. I think I paid like 12 bucks. I got Resident Evil Zero. Good. Resident Evil 1 Remake Remake. Great. Uh, DMC, which I haven't played. I really like that game. Dead Rising 2, Dead Rising Off the Record, Dead Rising 3. Off the Record is my favorite. Strider. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. For like 12 bucks. That's a that's a good goddamn deal. Yeah. Because uh, I consider each of those games to be worth more than that. And I've only played two of those games. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I'm. You did you, you didn't play DMC, right? I, the only bit of DMC I played was there was a part of Extra Life last year that you couldn't pass, and I passed that for you. Like like you're my older brother, and I had to use the controller. It was it kind of felt that way, because I'd never played that game, Yeah, and you had. Yeah. <laughs> like sometimes I feel like that's what it is. Like I just hit like a mental block, and I'm like, somebody else yeah. do this. Sure, that's sure. That's not involved in it, because I'm, yeah. I'm attached, and it's right. pissing me off. A fresh set of eyes. But, you know, yeah. DMC seems to be like one of the most divisive games out there. Yeah. Like it, there's a ton of people that hate it, and a ton of people that love it. And see, I feel like uh, everybody that hates it, hates it specifically because of the way Dante looks. Yeah, which is kind of dumb, like. I don't know. A lot of people refer to it as like emo Dante, and like to reduce a character to to to, to that level based on a haircut is kind of stupid. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of Devil May Cry in, in general. Yeah. So I don't think I have like any uh, part two is the worst one. Right. Exactly. Uh. Yeah. So I remember when that game was first announced. I was really, really excited about that game because one, it was a new Devil May Cry, and two, it was it was a new Devil May Cry in the way that, like, tonally and aesthetically, like everything, it was just different. Because sure. uh, before Dante was kind of like, like loud frat boy kind of character, mm-hmm. and where this is, he's kind of you know he's not that exactly, and. Um, he's still very much a party boy and he's actually kind of a douche still, but you know, it's a, he's a douche that, that I can enjoy. Yeah. I mean, uh, of that bundle, I'm, I'm most excited to, uh, play that and to play through, uh, Dead Rising 3. Mm. Cause but, you never uh, played Dead Rising 3. No, no, the no. only Dead Rising I actually put time into was the first one. Yeah. So I think you should, uh, I, th- I felt like we, I thought we'd played Dead Rising 3 together here. Nope. Which would. Which Dead Rising did I play? Is the X or which one's the Xbox One version? Is that four? Well, three four, and four. Four. I th- but I think that if you would have played one, it would have been three when I brought my Xbox over yeah, last year. Yeah, it is. Um, but I consider also uh, off the record to be the best version of Dead Rising Two. Yeah. Uh, because one, I guess I just like Frank West better. And well, he's the main character in four. Yeah. So, I don't know. It didn't come with four. Yeah. But, but I mean, you still got a shitload of games. Yeah. 
Uh, and then Strider's fantastic. Like the revamp of, of Strider is really good. Yeah, I remember uh, when I I got that on PSN a couple years ago. Yeah, it's probably it was around the launch of the PS4, right? Shortly after, yeah. Yeah, uh, and I feel like at one point it was a PS Plus game. I don't know. Um, but either way, that is a fantastic game too. I never beat it because I well I'm garbage at video games, but I beat the shit out of that game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shaday. Yes. I want to talk to you about what video games you've been playing this week. Or it, should I say video game singular? Vi- singular, Persona 5. Mm. I mm. have put so much time into that game. How is your high school journey going? Uh, it's going pretty well. Um, Bonnie and... Not Bonnie. Uh, Jimmy and... Um, Sarah. Sarah gave mm-hmm. me a couple tips uh, that I've been putting into practice. I also, had, like I said, I was tr- I've been trying not to look at, like a lot like like too much online mm-hmm. but i mean of course i've broken down on a couple t- things i'm just like why am i not, what am i not getting about the situation right like why can't i get this one persona to negotiate with me why like why am i picking the wrong answers yeah. and and i quickly found out that there's no guide for all the persona shadow answers to uh-huh. get them and uh but i completely skipped over the personality traits mm. so i and I just I forgot about them because I've played a Persona game before, mm-hmm. but probably I mean the most the most uh, time I've put into any of them is probably like a digital devil sur- survivor. Okay. Well, and to be fair, like, uh, which is not like a Persona. That's game. not it's a Persona good, game, right? But, and but and but like, but it's a like, and even like Persona Four, which is the most recent Persona, was like over a generation ago. Yeah. Over the longest generation ago, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. I, yeah. could, I could see forgetting some stuff in that time. Yeah. yeah so I just, I forgot about personalities and I, I didn't know about personalities. And so, yeah, I've just been, uh, it's been going well. Um, Which palace are you on? I just finished the third one. Wow. You've, you're blazing through that game. Oh, I, oh man, I'm being so kind and mm-hmm. trying to get those stats up, but it's so, guts and kindness, man, are kicking my butt as yeah. far as stats go. Yeah. And I just want... I want to get the gun shop guy, so I've just been... Yeah, that was kind of my driving force behind leveling up Guts also. And I always feel like it would be really cool if I could know how close I was to the next level of this thing. Dude, I want to know I want to know what, like, the ranking system, how many points per one. I wish yeah. there was, like, a meter. Yeah. Like, you have, like, 18 out of 20 points to go up to this level. Yeah. That would be great. That would be great because I'm honestly just, like, man... Should I like build this confidence stat mm-hmm. with like this thing that nobody's like told me is like good? Yeah. Or like, or should like I like by like or hang out with Ryuji and I'm like, should I be hanging out with him or should I just go get some guts so I can get this gun guy? Because I also don't, so I don't know. At that point though, wouldn't it feel more like a Ubisoft game? Like it would feel more like a checklist. Sure. You know. Sure. Um, Which I don't think is what they go for in that series hey, or any of their series. I just, I just, w- just want to know. I just want to, like, I just want, I just want, like, I want to know so it'll be helpful towards, like, making decisions, man. Yeah. Everything. And said, I, yeah, so I'm just, like, yeah, I'm just, like, I have a little book, and I have, like, what happens on Mondays, Tuesdays, like, Wednesdays, Thursdays, all that jazz. Like, hey, which gives you a better bonus that, like, I'm finding out or somebody has told me? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've just been getting real hard into Persona. How, how do you feel about Ryuji? Because I feel like I'm the only person that likes him. Oh, I don't dislike him, but um, uh, 
besides the second dungeon or in the first in the third dungeon, I didn't really feel like I felt he was more of a hindrance because a lot of because uh, of the what is it called uh, avenged defender the armless and legless guy yeah uh, that used that like was electric and then there's another couple other ones that like used his weakness wind uh yeah so yeah. like I felt like he kind of got wrecked anytime I'd had him in my party in the yeah. third palace so I I don't I don't have a problem with Ryuji as a storyline or as a character I'm pretty like meh about mm-hmm. him. I, like I don't feel either way, mm-hmm. uh, but I also like I haven't heard anything or like uh, seen any real benefit of putting a lot of time into him versus like the doctor, okay, who like has been giving me like discounts and stuff. And I think her story is like really interesting too. Uh, have you picked a girlfriend yet? Uh, no, because I just got fortune, so I, I can't. I uh, somebody told me that you can't do relationships until you get fortune. Yeah, but I mean, have you picked who you want? Oh, all of them. You want all of mm-hmm. them. All of them. Are you I, surprised? I'm gonna try Not and get really. all of the girlfriends. Okay, so you want all of the girlfriends. Yeah. Uh, Good luck. Yeah, because that's not gonna happen. So. You think it won't? I'm I'm certain it won't. Yes. Uh, you just you should just pick who you want to be your girlfriend, and make them your girlfriend. Mm. No. Okay. Well, I'm gonna try and get them all to at least like basic girlfriend status. What is basic girlfriend status? Where like I at least get to the point where they're like giving me love, and then I'm gonna drop them and go to the next girl. Man, you are ruthless. Yeah, uh, kind well, of a monster. Yeah, I did see. <laughs> I did look up as well. Uh, if like any of the characters, like you can't boost the, their stats up before a certain point, because I also, I mean, I guess, that is pretty spoilery. But like, I but I, I didn't feel like that was like pertaining to the story necessarily. Like if and if, why like, waste your time. Like, well, also just like, hey, which ones do I need to like, f- like are just going to be a timed thing? Because I was like scared of that. Sure. So there's a couple that are like timed, but they're like way in the distant, like they're like months from me. Cause yeah. Because I, I still have, because I, I beat the palace uh, with like eight days to spare mm-hmm. or like, yeah, maybe a little more. But yeah, so I've just been like, I've been beating the palaces early. So, uh, well, after the, I've tried to beat the second and the third palace early. So I could use those other days to like boost stats. Yeah. Um, and also I didn't. I don't know how long these palaces are gonna take. And with the second one, like you know how you have to like get back to the real world and like, and then uh, and then go to the metaverse over sure. and over again. I didn't know how many times I was gonna have to do that. So I've just been like going through the dungeons and just speeding them because I'm just like I don't. I don't know how many times I'm gonna have to come back here. Yeah. Which I don't. Which a part of me wants to like go and see how many days I can do all the dungeons in. That way I can like. That way, I don't have to feel like stressed about it. But I'm I'm leaving that alone. Yeah, I also forgot to mention uh, through swapped uh, PlayStation primary profiles, I now have the uh, Crash Bandicoot games for free. Have you tried those out at all? I have not played them yet. No, I haven't even installed them yet. Yeah, but I'm hoping to this but week. You were a fan of the original, so I'm a fan of two. I see. Uh, the other ones are okay. I don't dislike them. But yeah. What was it about 2 that you liked? It's if you look at Naughty Dog's history with games, whether it be the Crash Bandicoot trilogy, and I say trilogy, I know there's more, but the, the three from Naughty Dog, uh the Jack and Daxter trilogy from Naughty Dog or the Uncharted trilogy from Naughty Dog, the second one is always the best one. Yeah. Um it's just better, it improves game gameplay mechanics, camera angles are better. Uh, move set is better. 
you know, three kind of just copies all that stuff and throws a bunch of gimmicks at you. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's how you felt about Uncharted 3 as well. Oh, no, I felt Uncharted 3 is very, very good, but it's not too, yeah. too significantly better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I'll tell you what. Uh, what I, are you playing? I, well, I started, um, I'm working my way through uh, The Evil Within still. Oh, nice. You got to get ready. I'm trying, man. It's just the spooks are getting to you. October 13th. There was a part uh, last night where... I got really spooked. Did you Did you have nightmares? Did you, t- did you take I a long time to go to bed? Well, I d- okay. I did have to play a game, like another game, before going to sleep. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but that game is, you know, I'm surprised that it that is. I'm actually surprised that it's taken me this long to actually put time into the game because the game itself, like mechanically, like the game is really fun. Uh. The, of course it is. The 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 actual action portion of the game, they're they're fun. Um you know, the puzzles, they can't they're like they're not like uh silent hill level puzzles where they're like they're kind of difficult to figure out. Like mm. they're they're just they're just challenging enough to stop you for a few minutes. Yeah. But then they'll then you'll keep going right afterwards. Um all the pu- like the thing about the puzzles in the Evil Within though is if you get them wrong, it kills you. So then, like if you get the puzzle wrong, then you're back at a checkpoint. Uh, but you know, other than that though, the game I'm actually having a really good time with. Like it's really campy and the acting is like really cheesy. I mean, that's Shinji Mikami. You yeah, know? but and that's but it's like it's fun. Yeah, you know, it's 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 a fun game. Um, also, uh, you. You were a fan of Shadows of the Damned, correct? Yes, I love that game. Yeah, uh, I like Shadows of the Damned quite a bit, and actually, um, do you consider that to be like one of the the better uh, video game collaborations? Yeah, I. We don't so. see a lot of them. Yeah, you know, but with that, with Shinji Mikami and Suda Fifty One and all that, like yeah. joining forces. Yeah, you know, um, you know I really li- Shadows of the Damned was actually a really. Like there's so many interesting things about that game, uh, the least of which was the how the least of which was the the names of the weapons. They all seem to be named after ding dongs. But yeah, <laughs> uh, Shadows of the Dam actually is a just like a really fun uh, third person shooter though. Um, and I'm sure that's Mikami's influence on that game. Yeah, yeah. Um, because yeah, like all the style is Suda Fifty One, right. but the like the mechanics are uh, Mikami for sure. Now. Uh, also started i restarted life is strange because i started like i looked at my last last time i had a save in that game was 2015 Mm -hmm. uh so i'd forgotten most of what happened so i i went back into that um i 100 percented the first episode then never continued yeah so i have (laughs) i have the first two episodes of that game uh and i remember starting the second episode and then i guess i kind of fell off yeah um and it wasn't because i didn't like the game i guess i get distracted um, I mean, on this show, you talked pretty highly about it when you played it. Yeah, it is. It, it's a good game. Uh, I do remember, though, at the time, being kind of put off by the visual choices, like as far as the character models. Um, I don't mind them. Uh, I guess it just wasn't was what I was expecting. Uh, but going back to it, it's actually 
I actually really do dig the uh, the visual style of that game. Yeah. Um, so I've been playing that. Uh, started a uh, started a new hardcore character in Diablo three. Uh, Is it a necromancer? It was. Yeah. And then he died because I I wasn't paying attention. Uh, and you think that you're gonna go back into it? You know, like you know, I wasn't that far in. Like it was like three hours worth of game. But I died, and I was like, I started to go back into it, and then just like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not doing this. There's an achievement for that game, uh, for f- finishing the main story with a hardcore character, right? Well, like it's... killing killing Malthael with a hardcore character, and like, I was playing D- when when uh, I was playing with a group of friends from work. Me and my buddy, we both got the platinum trophy for that game, mm-hmm. and our other friend, our third. Like, he kept losing his hardcore character over and over and over again. And, man, it would be like, he'd be at, like, level 58 mm-hmm. and then die, you know? Yeah. Aww. It was fucking hilarious. That's so disheartening. It was so So, funny. my first hardcore character, because this is a character that I used to get the hardcore trophy. Yeah. Like, I was at level 68. Yeah. And it was really late, and I was just like, and I started falling asleep. Yeah. I fell asleep for, like, a second, and I almost died. Uh, you wake up and the screen's flashing. Yeah, I woke yeah. up and the screen was flashing red. I was like, no, 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 no. But uh, yeah, so and- there are YouTube videos just <laughs> of people failing at hardcore mode that are fucking hilarious. I should watch those because yeah. I like yeah. I like watching people get upset at video games. Uh, and, last- and like it, sometimes it won't be their fault. Like there, there's like an issue with the network or something. Yeah, and it comes back on. They're dead. It's so fucking funny. Uh, lastly. Um, our friend Jimmy actually gifted me with a copy of uh, uh, Dragon Quest Builders. Oh, nice. I hear great things about that game. Yeah. Um, I haven't opened it and played it yet, but I'm actually really looking forward to... Uh, it's supposed to be pretty brief as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm probably going to play that within the next week and then report back with my findings. I'd like you to play that and Portal Knight and then tell me which is better. Yeah. I had actually considered buying Portal Knight a few weeks ago. Yeah. and uh, I, I don't want to play both of them. Yeah, I don't have time for both of them. Yeah, because they're basically both. They're basically like the. So you play both. I'll play both, <laughs> and then then tell well, me which see, one to like, play. Well, see, like my investment will be minimal because I'll only have paid for one of them. Well, I mean, the price. Oh, money is of no object. Yeah, I don't care about that. It's like uh, tell tell me which one I should put time into. Okay, you know, I think Portal Knight's about twenty dollars right now. Because I'm not going back. I'm not going back to Minecraft. I'm done. Yeah. You Are know? you? Yeah. Are you I'm sure? good. Yes, I'm done. Unless something extremely significant comes out, I'm I'm done. Yeah. You know? He's gonna play it again. But they just released months. that that four K that's not out yet. Texture pack. That's not out yet. He doesn't they just announced four K texture pack. You you gonna want that? You're not gonna want that? I mean I think it's neat. I think that, you know, a lot of people are shitting on it and I I think I joked about it as well. But yeah, like shat on it too. You know, it it's it's neat. You you're it's hard to make a sequel for that game, you know? Like, what is the sequel for Minecraft? Yeah. So, if you can make it look better, and it does look better, yeah. why not? Yeah. Because you... How many versions of Minecraft have do you own at this point? I don't know, but I've probably bought half a dozen, Yeah, you know? Well, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll bite the bullet on that, and I'll, I'll play Portal Knight and Dragon Quest Builders, and then I'll tell you which one is better. All right. By uh, next week. By, ne- <laughs> by the end of the day. Well... Actually, I think I can accomplish that. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much it. So, guys, uh, there's something a lot of a lot of what I've been seeing online is um, people seem to have a really big problem 
with uh, the resale model of most retail establishments where video games are concerned. Um, you buy the game for, what, 60 on average. Uh, you take it back, and the joke has always been, like, I think GameStop is the one that always gets the ire, uh, where it's, you Get know... $10 back. Yeah, like, it was like, I I went to GameStop with 30 games, and they gave me five bucks or something like mm-hmm. that. Oh, a 15 cents. Yeah, or something, like, like some <clears throat> kind of... I'm sorry we don't want your... Uh, we, I'm sorry they don't want your stupid PS2 games. The funny thing is, is that... Well, they do now. The What? She said they don't want your PS2 games. They do now. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, stupid ones. Yeah. Uh, the st- only the st- we don't want the stupid ones. Give we us- don't want the stupid ones. Uh, ones. So uh, the funny thing is about that, though, is I guess GameStop gets a, gets most of the criticism because... Um, they're the largest. They're the largest, right? But, you know, there are a lot of... Uh, there are a lot of retailers that, that, use, um, that use resale as their sales model. Uh, and their prices are actually pretty similar. Best Buy does it. Yeah. Pretty sure at a point Walmart did it. Yeah. Um, I don't remember Walmart ever doing it, but you might be right. I mean, I've never traded in a game at Walmart, but I've seen used games for sale at Walmart. Mm. Mm. Uh, like, I think that with uh, with the the advent of, you know, people buying more stuff online, like, with uh, with Amazon making like a bigger push to uh, uh, for their for their retail stuff, um, I feel like the whole like the brick and mortar is like going to go away at some point. Uh, and I I just I but at the same time, I'm wondering why I want I want to know why it is people are so critical of the whole model, right? Because like, how do you turn a profit then? It's people just wanting their money back after they've like after they spent time with it. I'm being upset that they don't get all of it back. Yeah. And I just and it's it's literally people just being people just being babies and not really realizing how business works and how money works. So was your question why do people not like it or how to turn it around? Well. I guess it could be both, right? Because yeah. if people don't like it, then there's got to then if people don't like it, then there's got to be a a way to improve upon it or be some kind of alternative, right? I think there is no way to improve upon it. No, people are going to complain about it because they because they because they want to complain about something, and it's an e- and it sounds like such an easy thing to like talk about, like oh, I bought this game a week ago, and now I'm only getting twenty five dollars or thirty dollars back for it, and I bought it for sixty, which I think is pretty reasonable. Uh, yeah. I think I think is as well. Also, if you are concerned about getting the most of your buck, then put some effort into your life and look for one sale. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going to go ham on this because it just annoys me. And it's reselling of anything, uh, not even just video games. Uh, People are like, "Why is this so expensive? It's it's used." I'm like, "Well, it's business." Yeah. Like, yeah, it like it, you they have to like pay for the stores. They have to pay for a lot of things. They have to pay for the employees and still try and make a profit on these used games. And like and like every place I know that does reselling of video games GameStop Amazon uh, Best Buy all of them regularly have trade-in bonuses 
that change all the time. And sometimes they're better than others. And all you have to do is go on, if you have a smartphone or the internet, go to the library and see when these sales are. If you want the most for your dollar and you're like not satisfied with what you're getting, look at it. Look at what the trends are of like as far as like what things are going to be worth. Mm. And if you have enough, enough of a problem where you don't want that and you're... Then wait to the game is not new and pay for it when it's cheaper. Like it's literally all your decision. And then people bitch about their own decisions. So GameStop uh, makes the majority of their money off of used game sales. We know this to be true. Right. Um, So much, in fact, that they're not dumb, right? They, They see the market changing. This is why last year, last year or the year before, they talked about looking into selling used digital copies of games. And a lot of people were like, that's so stupid. You know, how, how does that even work? It does work. Yeah. Uh, nobody has agreed to do it yet. You know, you have to have publishers on board with that, uh, you know, things of that nature. But it does work. When, when PSN or Steam or Xbox Live puts up a new game for sale... Yes, they have an unlimited amount of those things to sell, but they pay for each key. Right. You know? Um, so, in theory, it could work. Like, you relinquish your key back to them. Right. So They've they since... GameStop has since stopped talking about this, and then we saw the the uh, creation of Game Trust, their publishing house, right? right. Yeah. With, with uh, Song of the Deep being their first game, and then, I don't know, they did Deformers. They've got a few of them now. Yeah. Um. GameStop knows that it's coming, and they're trying to prepare for that. I mean, they have to. And I think it's inevitable. I mean, they you, also, you said, they, how do you fix it? My response is, I don't think you do. I don't think you can. Yeah. I mean, um, they also like took over ThinkGeek, too, a while back. Sure. Sure. Uh, like, I mean, they already did like a little bit of accessories here or there, but not to the extent that ThinkGeek does it. And they right. look like, if you look at a store now versus six years ago, there is a vast difference. Right. Um, um, but... Uh, as far as, though, like, doing reselling of games, which is what I thought the topic actually was before I went on my soapbox about it, I think that I think that there is quite, there is still quite a large audience, obviously, that they don't want to do digital. They want that physical copy. And I do think that because, like, you can't trade in your digital copy, there are people that are, like, that are going to buy the new game every single week. Right. And they're going to, like, beat that new game within the week yeah and then you can trade it in and some people will see that as oh instead of paying six dollars for this game we'll get the 25 or 30 off and they're like oh i paid 30 or 35 for this game instead i think and that's how they they kind of do their spending and not to say that's a large majority of them but i'm saying like there is plenty of like reasons that the brick and mortar is going to be around at least for at least for a while and i do think it's going to go away but for now there are you are right there are people who like physical games i was one of them ryan still is one of them um but as far as your argument about people buying a physical copy of a game playing it within that week and then selling it back there are things that have been around at this point for years that kind of are if you are playing games in that way are more advantageous to you things like Redbox and gamefly and all that why spend 60 dollars on a game to sell it back for 20 when you can spend five dollars to have it for a couple days and beat it yeah, you know, um, it just doesn't make sense anymore. Uh, yeah. You know, as as far as physical games go, you are correct. Uh, there are there's still a large group of people 
I don't want to make it sound like it's small. There's still a significant amount of people that, that prefer physical copies. The fact is we see that number dropping every single year, more sure. and more and more. So you're right. Will it be around for a few more years? Yeah. It'll probably be around for another decade. Uh, it won't be around forever. Yeah. I think that the main reason for them to exist is... And it, and it only stays around as long as the big three decide to make physical copies of games. Right. And also because, I mean, hardware. Uh, and then like gift, gift well, yeah, and I then mean, like and also gift giving right. like people that don't know like what system like system sure. you have. Like, I, I oh, don't. Here's a game. I don't like card. the hardware argument. Well, right? I I mean you can get hardware online, sure, but I mean we also live in like an instant gratification. Society. I'm not even talking about online. So the ar- if, for those that don't know, the argument with hardware is that if you're not selling physical games, Walmart is not going to want to carry your your console or your controllers or, sure. or whatever it might be. I don't think that's the case. I think that Walmart would rather sell the the console itself or the peripherals for the console than nothing at all. Sure. Yeah. You know, but. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, I, and, it, and, you know, we've talked about this before. It's, it sucks. If you like a physical thing, and I understand why people do, it sucks to see that it's dying. Right. But. Change happens. It's good for you too. Yeah. In the long run, it is good for like, you. Like it too. makes economic sense. It does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's just also people that don't have great internet. There's people who don't want to put their credit card on any system. I, I get that, but we've seen ways around that. Yeah. We've seen ways. Oh, well, people a- just like are not going to look that up. Well, it's not. It has nothing to do with looking it up. There's nothing saying that, like, if we're selling digital copies only, that I can't go buy some fucking PSN card. Right. You know, or a, like like a card with a game on oh, it, which, like, which already I like, exists. I meant like brick and mortar. Pay cash for it at, at a brick and mortar store. Yeah. Pay cash for it because and then go home and you know because brick and mortar will exist and for those people. It. And if you can't, well, download yeah, it, but I mean, like if, if your internet whole... connection sucks and you can't download a game, we've seen solutions to that in the past too. Yeah, you know, put that thing on a thumb drive. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, it's good, dating back as far as the BS games on uh, on. Uh, SNES, mm-hmm. like that is an old concept when it comes to video games, yeah. you know, and it worked. It didn't work here in the States, but it never launched here in the States, Yeah, you know. Uh, but then like, I'm just, so here's the thing too is I think that they're like, as far as like the resale model uh, goes, I think that eventually, you know, unless they start, you know, unless people start taking, uh, like pre-owned, you know, game keys. Like I think that's gonna eventually go away too. Yeah, and I don't like even though I made the argument that pre pre-owned game keys could work and selling digital co- pre pre-owned digital copies of games could work. I don't think anyone's gonna agree to do that. Yeah, you know, I don't think that's something we're going to see anytime soon. So the we we haven't seen it yet with movies or music. Why are we going to see it with games? So, you know? like, on like a large, yeah. so like on the large scale, you know, with uh, like I think that pre-owned games are at some point going to be relegated to like specialty shops at some point. Yeah, uh, I mean, no different than it is now with like retro game stores and all right. that. You know, right? But then, like, once you know, once we reach the inevitable all digital future, you know, then it's going to be like more of like a specialty. Thing you could, you couldn't see there being some sort of kiosk at at Best Buy or Walmart for that, for like pre-owned stuff. Not for pre-owned, but for for digital purchases. Uh, yeah, I could see that. 
Yeah. Uh, in fact, it would be actually really, it would make really good business sense. Because I don't think pre-owned will happen. I don't think it'll happen. Yeah. I, it, it can. Legally and conceivably, yes, it, it does work. Uh, but it's I, a I don't hard think, concept I don't to get someone to buy happen. into, though. Yeah. Um, I think it would make good business sense for there to be kiosks like that in retailers. Like, I, yeah. you know, you know, and put some, like, crazy gimmicky name around it. And, yeah. you know, you've got yourself, you got yourself your, your game store. But I mean, like, look at, like, look at the PC space, right? PC, PC has kind of always been ahead of the game by a little bit, right? right. Um, the, yes, you can still buy physical copies of PC games for <laughs> a very, very small amount of games. A niche yeah. amount. Right? Yeah. Most, most big publishers don't even make physical copies anymore. No. Yeah. There's still some, but very, very few. Um, and we don't see used sales on PC games, you know? I mean, it's to the point where, like, I mean, then look at your computer, man. It came. There's no disk drive, right? You know, because it's 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 kind of you know it's indicative of you know the landscape at this. You point. don't need it anymore, yeah. You know? um, Unless you want to burn Blu-rays or something like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and even still, I guess you could get like a external or something. I don't know, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I think you know I've always been a like I've utilized the the whole uh, I've traded games before. Like it's not like part of my usual mo, but I have done it, um, and it's kind of it's kind of a it's a good for me. I always thought of it kind of like as a uh, like as a last resort kind of thing. It's a good thing for kids, yeah, and for people that don't have a lot of money, right? Yeah. Like when I was a kid and all I had was my measly allowance every couple weeks. Uh, I wasn't going to play a lot of games if I didn't trade in games. Sure. You know, it is a good thing uh, for for the consumer. It's yeah. a consumer-friendly thing. Yeah. Uh, it's not a good thing for developers. Yeah. It's not a good thing for publishers. Yeah. You know. Um, and I think, I think that's probably where people... I think that's probably what... I don't know. I think that there's... And if you don't want to see the jump to $70 for a AAA game, these are the things that are necessary. Which, I mean, we've talked about it like before, how... I almost butt dialed somebody. Uh, we talked about it before where uh, games are actually underpriced. They, well, underpriced is a matter of opinion, right? They are cheaper than they have ever been. That right. is a fact. Or they, they could reasonably be more expensive. Right, right. Uh, but, you know, without, without things like full price retail sale uh, and DLC and things of that nature... You know th- that's what allows us to keep games at sixty dollars now is, for for over DLC. ten years, for over ten years, right? Yeah. Uh, without that, yeah, games will have to go up at some point. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you know, we'll kind of want to incap that with you know, there's always been criticism of DLC too, right? It was like, uh, there's that. I'm sure both of you have seen that fucking metaphor of here's the burger. And oh, that's yeah. the game, and then the DLC is all the toppings and shit. Right. Um, I mean, we already oh, there's a lot of places you already pay like fifty cents for cheese to be added. So <laughs> that, that's true. I'm just putting this out there. I like, mean, I mean, I mean, people that say that, like, it, that's a case by case basis, right? Look at Blood and Wine. Yeah, like that is big enough to be its own game, right? Yeah, you know. Yeah, and you know, like my whole thing is like, did I get sixty dollars out of what's on this disc? Right. You know, uh, or is what you paid a complete game, and what's being added? Does that like make like if I feel like if you pay the sixty dollars and it's a complete game and it makes sense and it's cool, 
then I think it's good. And if all the DLC just kind of adds more fun stuff to something mm. you already love, I think it's great. But if you can't beat the game or you're not getting the full story without the DLC, yeah. then that's a problem. I've only sure. ever seen one case where I felt like I had purchased an incomplete Fuck game. you saying that, Sinead. I'm not going to remember. There is a game that released like last year or the year before where the DLC had the ending to the game, and I can't remember what it was. And like that's a case where, yeah, I, I see that argument. Yeah, but, but that's like that's more accept- that's more an exception than the rule, you know? Right. And, um, but, but but like that's just the one that he remembers. But there's plenty of other games. Well, oh, yeah, 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 sure. But well, even with Breath of the Wild, like, will the story DLC kind of wrap up that game story a bit better? And if it does, that's kind of shitty, you know. I I felt satisfied. I, I feel like you're the minority in that. Oh, I, I see more people talking about how they felt like the ending was lacking. Again, and we know we know that the story DLC will not be playable Zelda like a lot of people had thought. It will not be that. It will be directly related to what what we did in that game, you know. Uh, and if that's the case, and that and and that story DLC does wrap it up better, I think that's shitty. I'm not saying that that's going to happen, but if it is the case. Well, you know. if but I also think things like that matter, like like with Mass Effect Three, mm-hmm. uh, like if they're listening to complaints by their consumers and then putting out DLC to fix that, I think that sure. But th- this is not that though. But this I, is not that. I think that like there there is a difference. There is a, there is a difference. Yeah. But uh, I mean, it's not it's still not great. That, that DLC was well underway before that game ever came out. You know. Yeah, I was, I was like, it's still not great. <laughs> But um, also, but then again, with Legend of Zelda, like I was trying to hurry up and finish that, so I could like focus on moving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So your life wasn't was like, consumed. Yeah. Sure. I was like, I get that. I was like, I have to complete it. I only live in this apartment for another couple of days, and yeah. I gotta move. Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. So I yeah. So then again, I wasn't like super concerned. I was just like, ah, oh, yeah, I beat it. Now I gotta go shove things in boxes. So how <laughs> for either of you, how closely were you following that game prior to its release? I was not really fo- like I love Zelda. Yeah. I, I always have, but I was not following that game. Like I wasn't really hyped for that game until. Uh, the uh, Switch event trailer. Yeah. Okay. I think that is one of the best video game trailers. Mm. So, would you like? I think that a lot of, uh, I think that there are a lot of, a lot of, uh, like because of the pedigree that that Legend of Zelda comes from. I think that there are a lot of things about that game that were, I guess, preconceived and things that game that things that people. Uh, you know, expected to see within that game. Um, now, do you feel like that game lived up to? Absolutely. There, we have yeah. a friend. We all three have this friend uh, who really enjoyed bitching about that game because every game because it wasn't like game. old Zeldas, right? Uh, there were very few proper dungeons. You know, uh, there 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 was not. You know. Do this dungeon to get the hook shot. Do that dungeon to get this or that or whatever. Right? Just like do whichever one. You so want. to that, that made it bad to him. Right. Um, or her. I mean, no. I, I think this game shits on most open world games. Right. You know, it's it's we, it's talked, an extremely good game. We've talked about how organic everything, yeah. every movement feels, and and you like I said, we, you're not going to see it this year, but in games going forward, you will see more open open world games trying to do this. Yeah. And. Honestly, like, I mean, like, we've talked about it multiple times. We've hammered in this point so often. Like, not everyone's going to be happy, 
like was like a Duke Nukem. Like <laughs> it was exact. It was pretty exactly sure like the old happy. ones. Yeah, it was I, like the old ones, and people shit on that. Yeah, Legend of Zelda's new. And well, to be fair, Legend of Zelda is like. I mean, it's like the first Zelda. It's very much like the first Zelda. Oh, you know, but like, but uh, uh, it's it's similar, but it's also still very different. As sure, far, sure. As far as like actually playing it, there's no climbing in Zelda one. Uh, no. <laughs> you don't get the you don't get to see that sweet Link booty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I yeah I just you know I'm not gonna make everybody happy and I th- yeah. But it was, what it game was ever will though, right? Um, Half Life Three. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> I hear that um I hear that every time someone mentions it, it it actually gets pushed back 17 days. You know what's weird? This week uh for you Half-Life listening to it, got a, uh, got updated updated after yeah. 19 years, right? Which is weird. Like a lot of people were like, well, you know, that means nothing for for a new Half-Life game. But like if you think about if you think back to Portal 1, like they went back and changed that game in preparation for Portal 2. Right. Which is kind of... I mean, I'm not saying Half-Life 3 is happening. I'm not one of those people. Yeah. But... But know, I mean, should it? The only other time that Valve has done that was in preparation for a sequel. <sighs> I mean, right. I, I just... Like, okay, so... Episode 2 came out <laughs> 10 years ago now. Yeah. I didn't mean to make this about Half-Life. I'm sorry. No, but I think it's a, I think it's a good thing because here's the thing. If ha- let's, let's say it did come out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And... Like, people have had over a decade to think about, like, what Half-Life 3 could be. Sure. Uh, and I think that it goes for... Uh, that same thing goes for uh, Last Guardian. They had over a decade to think about what that game was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, is there is there any point at which, like, that game or any game that takes that long could live up to anyone's expectations? Yes. Uh, Final Fantasy fifteen proved that. Yeah. What do you what do you think the expectations were for that game though? For fifteen? Yeah. Hmm. Uh I think the expectations for fifteen were one, try to stick to the same story that you showed when you released the initial versus thirteen trailer. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh and two, get away from what thirteen was. Yes. And it accomplished both of those things. Yeah. And was like super endearing. I mean, having not played it, because I've not played that game. I but I played I, I played, people seem to love it. I played a uh, couple days into it, yeah. Um, I, I and and yeah. somehow miraculously it was profitable. Yeah. So you know, considering how much money they dumped, is it possible? Money. Yes. Is it possible that they could make a Half Life Three and have it have critical success and financial success? Yes, it's possible. Yeah. Is it probable? I don't know. No. Not unless they change. I mean. And people not, are going to buy that game out of curiosity. Sure. You know? I mean, and it's going to be exactly like Legend of Zelda. Some people are going to bitch about it, and some and some people are going to love it. And that's fine. But, well, you say some people are going to bitch about it. I only know one people that bitched, bitched about Zelda, you know? like I saw a couple other ones, but it was just like fucking edgelords. Yeah. I mean, like a game like Half-Life, we, we talked about it. There are very, very few franchises that could release a game with no notice and yeah. do well, and Half Life is one of like those. Like if it just showed up on, if it right. just showed up on Steam one day, right? Half Life yeah. is one of those franchises. Uh, yeah. It's it's the hidden part of the update to Half Life One. It's just Half Life Three is in there. Yes, uh, I think something I talked about before, which is part of what um, I think I made this point <clears throat> mostly with. Uh, I think it was like six months ago, like mostly with No Man's Sky. Mm. Um, and 
like people see like people see media for for a thing and then uh based on how that media is presented uh and you know based on what they choose to look further into then they have certain expectations for what the game would be uh and that as they should yeah uh and the thing is that that doesn't always line up with what they actually it doesn't but like you know i think sean murray seems like a very nice guy uh but when you come out and say things about the product that you were releasing that are false Mm -hmm. you know what do you expect right and i think that uh and but really see here's the thing is that we also we also uh have talked about how he had no experience with you know addressing no, you're right. I mean, he's a, he's a small side. developer who's um, never talked in front of a big crowd and he, like that. And he should but, have definitely been. Care- he should have. But the fact of the matter is, he, yeah, you don't lie about it. Yeah, you know? he shouldn't have said stuff that he said. <laughs> but like at the same time, like you know, uh, see, somebody should have talked to him beforehand. But also, like he shouldn't have been talking about the game at all. Yeah, you know, they should have had some like should have been Sony PR. Yeah. You know what I am really excited about, and we can see if it meets up. Uh, later to like something that's going to be what it is. Uh, Kingdom Hearts next year. Dude, did you see the trailer yesterday? Oh, it's so beautiful. Toy Story? It's so beautiful. And they look good. I'm not even like super into Kingdom Hearts, but man, that looked fucking there awesome. There was no yucks the entire when, when, video. Like Andy's room, I was like, okay, whatever. It's they should have made room. Donald Duck a, a rubber ducky. Is there an English version of that? Yes. No. Uh, yes, there is. Oh, is there? They while they like right after they announced it, they were like, "Hey, there is an English trailer." Uh, yeah, oh, I, I watched I, the Japanese yeah. one. I, and I watched the Japanese one. I was three having times. a really yeah. hard time understanding Donald's Japanese. But uh, <laughs> well, they, you know, and, Andy's line. room just kind of looked and, whatever. No, but like once titles. they're outside, like in the yard, like in the <laughs> grass, so like beautiful. it looks fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And yeah. I love it. I loved how fluid it looked from like one room to the next. Like when they show up in there and then are fighting the little things uh, before the bed. Yeah. Uh, I'm also like you have like a you have like a fucking squad with you. You don't have like you know a character or two with you. You've got like fucking everybody's so, right behind you fighting at the same time. So I have a question. So Tim Allen uh, did. <laughs> Wasn't it Tim Allen? <clears throat> yes, Tim Allen was Buzz Lightyear. Uh he doesn't do the voice work for. Uh, He's a busy guy for like games and stuff his brother does okay i didn't know that um robert allen <laughs> uh, and i wonder if he did the voice uh for i mean voice for uh this one when was kingdom hearts 3 first announced uh A kingdom hearts 2 came out time. when all- kingdom hearts 2 came out yeah is that true Wow. Well, because at the end of Kingdom Hearts 2, on the like the original, like not the greatest hits, but just like the regular Kingdom Hearts 2, yeah. at the end of it, there was a trailer for 3. Really? Yes. So, as soon as Kingdom Hearts 2 came out, the trailer for so 3 So, that had out. to have been within... So, you said it was probably like the greatest hits version, right? So No, I, I don't think like, it was. I think it was the OG. I, okay. I mean, it might have been the greatest hits, and I could be remembering wrong, but I'm Hearts pretty sure... Because Kingdom Hearts 2 came out like 10 years ago. Ele- I think it was 11. Yeah. Because, uh... I mean, look, it doesn't matter. Everybody knows that Square has a problem with this. Yeah. You know, that's not new. <laughs> so, okay. So what is, like, what are you hoping for out of Kingdom Hearts 3 then? All right. So what am I hoping for? Honestly. Like, are you hoping for, like, new mechanics? Or are you hoping for? there? All right. So with Kingdom Hearts and a couple other series, including Legend of Zelda, which is why I think I was pretty okay with, like, that, not just the moving thing, but just, like, the 
kind of eh, ending while sure, I was like, sure. hey, I, fi- I finished it. I was okay with it too. I was like, I finished I, it. I, uh, that's what I was most happy yeah. about. But I also, I really enjoy the feeling I get when I play Kingdom Hearts. I love nostalgia. I love the giggles. I love like the small characters. I, um, <clears throat> I've always read fan fiction and I really, and that's what Kingdom Hearts kind of feels like. It's just like, you're an OC. You're so, the like, second you're, person I've heard say that this week, that Kingdom Hearts is like great fan fiction. It really, I've, I didn't know that, but like that's, yeah. it really is. And I love it. I love it. Just, it makes me feel so happy to see things in a different way. I think it's so fun. And I like, uh, I mean, I'm, of course, I love I love most Square games. Mm-hmm. So their battle systems, I've always enjoyed. I've never really had a huge problem with any of the battle systems. Like, not not not. There's a couple of them that I was like meh about, but for the most part, like I've enjoyed them all. Yeah. I uh, I'm excited to I just I'm excited to see what they do new. I'm more excited about the story. I'm more excited to see the new characters. I I know that it's going from like even looking at it, there is a lot of similarities to the like as far as like how you attack and stuff like that to the, all of the kingdom hearts games that i've played and uh and yeah i'm i'm just ex- i'm super excited so let me ask you this how could kingdom hearts 3 disappoint you all right if it felt if as you played it it felt clunky to where it detracted from the gameplay and how easily it was to it is to move around and detracts from the story. Has that ever been a problem with those games? No. Okay. I think that the biggest thing that Kingdom well, Hearts. No, no, no. You know what? Dream Drop Distance was a little bit, a little bit rough because there was times that you had to switch between the two of them, mm. and I was like, just to a point where I'm like, oh, I'm excited what's around this corner, and I want to get that, but I only have but like can't get ten that. seconds left before I have to jump. And yeah, I know I want to get back to it, and I'm gonna be exactly where I was, but I just I like that completionist feeling. Yeah. And it feels really good to like get to a good spot and have them at, be at the same spot too, because it's because they're going through like basically just parallel dimensions of like the same area. Okay. So like your two characters, so you're swapping between the two, and yeah, it's just like it just it, they would get off track and get at different points, and I'm like, no, I want you at the same point. So what comes to mind for you is that the way that Kingdom Hearts three could be a letdown is if the controls were bad. Yeah, I yeah. guess if it's, I mean, because it seems like they're they're gonna be able to play uh, like Riku with or uh, in the in, like that's kind of like the big like rumor right now. Which one is he? Uh, he's the pale gray white spiky haired okay. dude, not the brown haired one or the yellow haired one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of people are thinking that he's gonna be a playable character. Which if uh if so if it's and why a, do, why would if they it's think like that? if it's more like a birth by sleep thing. Where, because in Birth of My Sleep, you play as three personas, but it's not like Dream Drop Distance where you have to swap between each one. If you can swap, if you, I don't mind pl- different playable characters, because like I said, Birth of My Sleep was amazing and it did the same thing. Mm. If it was more like that and not like Dream Drop Distance, then I'd be happy. You just got Shanae real excited talking about Kingdom Hearts. I know you did. Uh, sorry. Yeah. I'm, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to bring pretty... it back down for a second. Okay. okay. I think that the biggest problem that could come from Kingdom Hearts. Three are problems that have persisted in other Kingdom Hearts games, um, uh, and that's character, character development, and and not not, not character development, characters in general. Uh, what I'm getting at is like the Final Fantasy aspect of Kingdom Hearts. There's little reason for Final Fantasy characters to be in Kingdom Hearts other than besides to be happy, other than to, to sell, right? Yeah, um, and I'm okay with that. But even some of the Disney characters, like Mickey Mouse, in Kingdom Hearts. Is the king is not how Mickey Mouse ever acts in anything Mickey Mouse has ever been in. 
just happens to be shaped like Mickey Mouse and talk like Mickey Mouse. Right. You know? Well, it makes sense in the kingdom and the... It makes sense in the kingdom for him to be the king of it. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the way that he acts. Mickey Mouse is, like a a, is this fucking jolly, happy guy. He never acts like a badass except in Kingdom Hearts. Don't, you know, I, I, I understand adaptation, uh, but like there is nothing about Mickey Mouse in Kingdom Hearts that is Mickey Mouse other than the character design and the voice. Yeah. Oh. Um, I feel like there's like definitely times where he has been jolly. Sh- well, I'm not saying that he hasn't been in Kingdom Kingdom Hearts, but, but like, also, but there I, is nothing that Mickey Mouse has ever been in. Not one thing where he acts like a tough badass like he does in Kingdom Hearts. And but that's fine you though. Know? Why why does like like? I think for you as a person who enjoys this franchise uh, more so than a person who enjoys Mickey Mouse, it's not a problem. I think for people who are super into Mickey Mouse, of which there are many, yeah, uh, I mean, there's it's, it's a poor of representation Mi- of that character. There's plenty of Mickey Mouse shirts at Walmart you can go enjoy. Yeah. But, I mean, like like I said earlier, it's like amazing fan fiction. So, like, why... It's like, amazing fan fiction for people who are not fans of those characters. No, you just detach yourself. Like, the same way <laughs> I do when I watch, like comic book movies and i know the characters and i know what they're supposed to be like and i know the storyline is bullshit mm-hmm. but you know what like you i'm just like all right let you just have to let all that go and see what this interpretation of it's like well i mean look i'm not saying for me personally shanae but like that might be easier for you than it is for fans of the source material you know it's not easy but it's stupid to get mad about it though i don't think it's necessarily stupid i do all right well okay I think that the main the main draw of of any game that's you know that has like a a long lead up time mm-hmm. is you know thinking about things that have been rumored and yeah thinking about things that we're hoping for and it's funny because it's it's funny how easily uh rumors can like weave themselves into what we believe the game will be right um it's funny to see how it like in that and that and we're talking like things that like could exist independently of anything that the publisher has released for the game sure or anything that anybody who's talking about the game has said about the game sure it's just you know we know that the internet has life of its own right so yeah. um and a lot of times like we'll like people someone will, all it takes is someone will say something <laughs> and then it becomes a rumor and then that rumor gets out of control and then at at some point people become sort of expectant that we'll see a certain thing in the game mm-hmm. and then that will also color the perception of that game when it's released and when we don't see that thing that rumor that we were really excited about it's kind of like well Really wish that actually turned out to be true, right? That's why I just don't yeah. get excited unless it's confirmed. Yeah, I think transparency is important for sure. Um, you saw things like people were psyched for the Order eighteen eighty six. Yeah, then not a lot of people liked it, right? Yeah, and it's not because Same with, like uh, Watchdogs. A lot of people expected that to be a yeah. very different. Re- ready, yeah. but there's yeah. a difference there, though. You know. Ubisoft with Watch Dogs showed off something that was not the product that you're getting. Yes, sure. uh, Ready at Dawn with the Order did not do that. It's it's what you're saying. People had expectations that were never presented to them. Yeah, you know. Um, whereas something like Hellblade, which comes out next month, which I'm quite excited for. Sure, they're going out of their way to be extremely tra- transparent about this game. Yeah, they're telling you, hey, this is about half the length of a regular game. Sure, like they came out and t- and, and said that. You know. Yeah. 
this is because of that we're charging you about half the price of a regular game right and i think that's smart right you know uh and i do you think that okay wasn't the order uh full retail Yes. Okay. And that, and people were disappointed by that game. Well, they, they were critical of that game because, uh, largely in the mindset that, like, length of game equals quality equals value. Length of game and there, and people were, the majority of the issues I saw with the order was, yeah, one, it, it is a short game. And by short, I mean you can beat yeah. it in probably like six to eight hours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Which is almost kind of standard shooter like Right. That and that, like it does kind of feel like a shooting gallery. It's, yeah. you know, extremely linear. They never said it wasn't going to be. Yeah. You know? And they never presented like they never presented you with level of design that was not in the in the final product. Yeah. You know? now, okay. So on the other side of that, uh, I think the one like the most infamous uh, perpetrator of all this is Mr. Peter Molyneux. Mm. Um, Molyneux. Yeah, Mr. Molyneux, who like he has at times blatantly misrepresented, you know, the product that he's working. How with. do you mean? Well. Not blatantly. I should. I think that's. I think that's kind of strong. I think that the problem with Peter Molyneux is he he speaks very romantically about. I think that he believes things. the things that he says. I think he does too. I think he speaks very romantically about certain game mechanics that might seem more important to him than other people. Like I, I remember when when Fable Three was getting ready to launch. Uh, <laughs> The biggest thing that Peter Molyneux spoke about in that game was the ability to to grab somebody by the hand, yeah, he's, he's, and that walk was really with them. Important to him. And that was really important to him. Yeah, and it's not an important. People played that game. game and like doesn't really do much, you yeah, know. And it like, doesn't even work that know. well either. So, um, but that's okay. I mean, if that's stronger for for one man than millions of others, <laughs> that's, that's that's okay. Yeah, I think he's just trying to give a hint that he wants someone to hold his hand. I think I think that is like a very he good. can hold hands with Phil Fish, and yeah. you know. Honestly, I think like maybe he was just trying they to like say it on the fly. Together. Yeah. Uh, so like that's another thing too is that I think that was a good adjective to use. Like I think that he historically has been very romantic about yeah uh, game development and you know the products that he's putting out, and I think that as a result. Because I think that when we think romantically about anything, we kind of uh, we embellish details mm-hmm. of whatever it is we're talking about. Um, I just can't think of an instance where Phil Phil Fish, where Peter Molyneux came out and straight up lied about. something. I don't think he's ever know? like again. I think that he honestly believes everything that he says. Yeah, uh, I don't think that he's ever lied about anything. But like, regardless, we talk about but if there, you talk but, about but the o- game that like you're o- work- omitting the that they're. Omitting some of the problems or omitting, like, what is going on and focusing on something like hand-holding. But I what problems like can you think of that he omitted, though? Like, I just think, like Ryan says, he, he kind of makes things into a bigger deal than they actually well, are. Well, I mean, I'm, y'all are but... more... No, I'm not talking about necessarily him, yeah. but I do feel like there, it is a problem, like... Oh, like, you know, it, absolutely. It's, it's the yeah. same... It's, it's, uh, arr, stutter kicking in. Let me restart that. Um... <laughs> Um, but like what we were saying earlier is transparency. Sure. Like, you can say that you're transparent because you're talking about this one awesome feature and you're being so transparent about it. But if you're not going to acknowledge the other issues or what else is going on. So do you think like, do you think it's ready at Dawn's responsibility to come out and say, Hey, this game is very linear. I think that it was, uh, I think for Mass Effect 3, they should have talked about the fact that there wasn't fucking different endings in the beginning or at the, when it first came out. Yeah. And then I wasted year years and Hours of my life <laughs> for something that didn't really matter when the game but came out. I think that's yeah. under the assumption that they perceive it to be a problem. Right. 
and they might not perceive that to be a problem because it might be Well, if you're going to, like, for years. Yeah, when, push, you, when, you have, when you have a series that is typically one way and then to end it... In, in, yeah. In, yeah. When you push, yeah. like, right. hey, this is awesome feature where you can start your next yeah. game yeah. Yeah, based you. off your other ones. I agree with and you. They, and they have, like... People are going to assume that products are going to be similar to the previous products. And, and why and, wouldn't they? Right. I, I agree with you there for, for sure. Well, it's also like, like oh, it's going to come to conclusion, like... They have acted for the entire series that your choices and the things that you did mattered. And then at the end of it, they said, Did y'all hear about Andromeda, by the way? Uh, that you can now play the first 10 hours of that game for free and then buy it for half off? I had not heard They're that. trying real hard. Uh, They're trying real hard to make that a thing, man. You can play the first 10 hours of that game regardless of what platform you're, you're, you're playing on. And then once you do that, you can get it for half off. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. That seems... I'm going to keep going with Persona. That seems crazy to me. <laughs> I uh, mean, it's indicative of how, of how well that game's doing. Yeah, you know? but I mean... So well. <laughs> here's the thing, yeah. is that, like, you take you take the team, uh, give them an engine specifically built for first-person shooters, and you take the team who their exper- their expertise lies primarily in smaller DLC and then tell them to make a huge game and yeah. then... Well, because you, you've got the A team on Anthem, you know. Yeah. So let's throw, let's let's throw the DLC team to the wolves. I think it, that makes sense, though. Like it didn't work out, but I think that made the most sense as far as development of the products go. Yeah. You know, you can't put your best team or one of your best teams on a product that is a gamble. That is a gamble. Yeah, but know? it is a part of like one of your flagship franchises, though. Mass Effect was a flagship franchise. Okay. You know, after three, it was questionable at best. Mm. You know, the reception to three was not good. Um, people were not happy with the game that that tri- uh, with how that that trilogy ended. It was the last game of the proper trilogy. Uh, so I think Andromeda was a gamble. I think it would it would have been dumb for them to put Bioware proper on it. Mm. You know. Mm. You know, maybe I, better for the game, yeah. but not better for business. Uh, I want, and I start to wonder if that game would have been good or well received either way. You know, yeah. Uh, but they, they kind of, I, it, it's, it's that's another thing too. Is that like I think that you kind of like you did not have high hopes for that game because of the Andromeda, yeah. Because like you 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 know you had regularly commented on like, that it had problems there were yeah. issues yeah you know? yeah and then like one of the things that like was very indicative to you uh, especially uh, during the times that they showed it was well we didn't see any gameplay we saw right. we saw people in a in an office and I believe it was shown one yeah. time I could be wrong but I believe it was shown one time before the game came out that we actually saw like real gameplay right there was the developers journal well there like the, like the the gameplay reveal of that game showed you walking around and that was literally it yeah that was the gameplay reveal for mass effect andromeda yeah you know so and that, um, so that brings me back to my point of like you know we rely heavily on 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 what people say about their games and yeah. i mean why not they should we should consider that to be a reliable source of information right sure but at the same time is the onus on us as consumers to read between the lines and look at these things and be like and like measure our expectations based on how we can see the development of this game is going i don't know i mean i think it really depends on when you decide to ever. buy in you know when do you decide to buy in when do you decide that you're going to buy this game yeah right like with Mighty Number no. Nine, 
uh, day one, I was like, yep, this is this is it. He's back. This is going to be fa- fan-fucking-tastic. Did you know that this week, this week is when people received their uh, their pledge products, like their bonus items for that game? This week. Holy when that game shit. come out, like, a year and a half ago? Oh, uh, long enough ago that it yeah. should have already happened. Yeah. Yeah. People are getting their Beck statues now. Now. <laughs> now. Statue? The main character is Beck. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, was th- I, I thought you were talking about, like... The singer? Like, yes. Yeah. Mm. I was like, you get a Beck statue yeah. Yeah, they, Which I would they send you two turntables and a microphone. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Uh, not 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 to mention that like people uh, were getting the their their keys for the wrong console for the yeah, you know. I remember that. Yeah. Um, when when you pledge that early, yeah, you probably shouldn't have, but they also probably shouldn't have done those things. Sure. You know. Um, and I'm not, and I'm not talking about just like backing a game in that instance. Whether it's like the first time you see Mass Effect Andromeda, you're like, oh yeah, pre-ordering that. Yeah. You know, even that's kind of dumb. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you know, Ubisoft shouldn't show off Watch Dogs and be like, "This is what the game is." Well, like you know, like, like, like they shouldn't do that game. either. Like to to yeah. be and to that point, like we go, you know, go back further than that with uh, uh, with with what we saw for uh, Aliens Colonial Marines. Mm. What we were shown, uh, what we were shown previously was a different game. I think that like. With Alien Colonial Marines, like, you look at that developer's history. Yeah. You look at the history of Gearbox, and what can you really point to that tells you this game's going to be awesome? Yeah, because I think we've, we've both... I, I think we've both said, like, the only Gearbox game that we like is... Borderlands, Borderlands 2. Yeah, Borderlands 2. Like, for me, anyways. Specifically, specifically Borderlands, Borderlands 2. 2. But what they worked on for Blizzard was all great. What did they work on for Blizzard? They worked on uh, Warcraft. I did not know that. Yeah, they left Blizzard and yeah. then created Gearbox. That's why Borderlands has like the Blizzard esque uh, st- like system for mm. your weapons, like mm-hmm. blue, purple, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's because they worked. They worked at Blizzard. That, that's news to me. Yeah, like yeah. it's like it is a seasoned team that like that all worked together at Blizzard and then didn't like where. Um, World of Warcraft was going, so they sure. left and created their own studio. And that's come, uh, like as a team, you know. And that's that's cool. That's good to know. I didn't know that before, but like the fact is, the products that they've put out themselves. Brother at Arms was a terrible <laughs> when it came out. Sure, it has age and it as it does not stand the test of time. Sure, that is correct. But but I, could, I, but I can name a lot of their products that were lacking, like a significant amount of Gearbox products that are not great, like Colonial Marines, like the pre-sequel, you know, uh, like Duke Nukem Forever. Like, you know, there's a lot of not good things from from those guys. And what I'm saying is when the majority of what they put out, especially closer to that game, right, closer to Colonial Marines, uh, is not good, why would you expect that to be good? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, uh, like, I feel like you can definitely tell which, like, which games for them have been a labor of love based on like how uh, all the development for it has gone. Mm-hmm. Like with Borderlands and the things that they were putting out before uh, it came out, like it just seemed like they were just obviously more invested with Borderlands One than they I saw the, I ever saw or read about the other all the other stuff they've done. Alien Colonial Marines, it feels like that was like kind of not I wouldn't say like a sign to them, but it did feel like they were trying to make an Aliens game that people would like. <laughs> Yeah, I guess to be fair, like they weren't the only also, people like, that worked on that game. But uh, I mean, what was the last? What was the last new IP that you actually tried? 
like not like nothing part of like an established franchise from Gearbox or from anybody. Oh, from anybody? Yeah. Um, I, does it have to be new or is it new to me? Like, I guess. Well, here's my horse prints, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, UIP. I <laughs> well, what I'm saying is like. Okay, so you kind of you measure your expectations for Kingdom Hearts three, for example, because of what you played in the previous oh, Kingdom Hearts games, oh, right? Oh, with, uh, with others, with new franchises, uh, I just like kind of like, oh, what interests me with it, it like catches my eye as far as the trailer goes. Sure. Then looking, and then I try and look at um, like what it actually is, and like just Google it and like see. And then I normally just end up like hitting different pages, like seeing what else this team has worked on. Yeah. Seeing, uh, yeah. like seeing what kind of genre it's being labeled as, because maybe the trailer doesn't make doesn't make it obvious what it's like. I mean, here's the thing: I don't mean to talk so shitty about Gearbox, and obviously you know more about them than I do. Uh, but what I'm getting at is with a new with a new game, regardless of who it is uh, or who makes it, I don't think that it's. Uh, I don't think that it's not smart to to look at what they've done in the past and gauge what you think this game might be like. Sure. You know? Uh, Nino Kuni 2 is a great example of that. Like, Nino Kuni 1 did not fly off the shelves. Not a lot of people bought that game. I loved it, though. Uh, but if you look, if you see the, you know, the trailers for Nino Kuni 2... And you go back and look at what Level 5 has done in the past, you know? Uh, you see a lot of great work. And from that, you could assume that this is probably going to be a great game. Yeah. Uh, like, and I, I don't mean to keep bringing it back to this, but like, if you, if you, like, if we're talking about like what a uh, developer has done before uh, to help measure our expectations for their new game that they're making, then like, I feel like if you look back at what Hello Games did before No Man's Sky, that's kind of exactly right like joe danger there's nothing wrong with that game yeah but, uh, it's, but it's, it's a very it's, different it's a tiny little game yeah. you know to expect a masterpiece out of this what technically is like one of the largest games ever made uh, yeah you know that's, that's but also, it's asking a lot but but it's, it's not not crazy to think that a lot of people thought that because of things that came out of sean murray's mouth sure but also you know? i think uh i don't know it's i to circle back to before with Gearbox, Brother in Arms, I think, was the only game before Borderlands 1, right? I don't know. I mean, pretty, you, I, you, I, would, you would know better than me. I think Brother in Arms was the first one. Maybe there was one before that, but I think, like, Borderlands was, like, the second or third game they put out. Well, I, and, I, I do know, I, fa I found out recently that they worked on the uh, Half-Life, like, side games, like Blue Shift and all that, oh, which I did not know. I uh, know. That being said, I don't know. I cannot speak to the quality of those because I've not played them. But uh, still saying, like, I I am, if it's something that in a genre that interests me and they are talking about it and, like, what I see of it and what I'm reading about it, it seems like a labor of love, yeah. like Borderlands was, yeah. then I will get excited about it to give it a try, sure. even if their track record hasn't been super great. But do you think very ra really but very but very rarely am I going to buy it day one? And I thought Borderlands was great. I loved Borderlands one. I know it's lacking in story, and I'm normally like all about story. Mm -hmm. I am aware of the problems in it, but it was so like the the art style was just so beautiful at that time. At the time, there was nothing coming out around them that looked like that, mm -hmm. and it was a slow creep. People didn't appreciate it till later because it didn't sell very like amazingly at launch. It did a lot of its sales in the next six months. Do you think that Borderlands 2 was a labor of love when uh, 
Oh. They changed the direction of that game based on marketing. No, I do. <laughs> I do think though that Borderlands Two was a was a great addition. Yeah. I think that or not Borderlands. I'm sorry, the, the original Borderlands. You think the original Borderlands was labor of love when they changed very much the tone and feel of that game based on marketing? Well, not just mark. Um, the things that I that the changes that I saw going through it, it didn't seem like it was just marketing. I do feel like some of it was. But I also, I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like there's always like times of the project that like it will take a turn, but I think that what you do with it really matters. Mm-hmm. And I, like the art style did slightly change, but it didn't drastically I'm not change. talking about the art style. I'm talking the, about the tone the, of that game and the story of that game. Cause, because cause they wanted more of the story in there. And like, I think we've, we've mentioned it before, or I've mentioned it before. The only reason I knew all of the characters' backstories and yeah. anything about them is because I read about it in magazines mm. or in interviews, other places. And it just felt like they weren't, they just like, they were trying really hard and just, it didn't feel like they were able to like get that story in there like they wanted to originally. Yeah. And I just think that happens with some projects. You just aren't able to accomplish everything and still have it be cohesive and great and work. Um, and I, I like, like I said, we've talked about it before with like sexualizing characters. I like that they changed the siren to a f- female instead of being a mad scientist. Wait, what do you mean as far as sexualizing the character? Oh, we talked about what in our sexualizing characters episode. Yeah. And I was talking, yeah. yeah and so I, I said that like, like doing it well, like having siren is a good idea instead of, like just because it didn't wouldn't matter because there wasn't any story if it was sure. male or female i don't disagree yeah yeah uh yeah th- this has always been like there's always been something that i loved to talk about just because of the fact that like i'm somebody who like i like looking at video games at, from like a so like a from a sociological standpoint and you know looking at the way people react to well basically everything <laughs> uh and I typically, <laughs> you know, I typically don't agree with the, uh, I typically don't agree with how people tend to react to a lot of things, uh, just because maybe I feel, I don't feel like I know more than anybody else, but I feel like I feel, You know your truth better than anyone else. I just feel like I take more things into consideration uh, where a lot of the stuff is concerned. Well, I think there's also, like, a lot of people need to realize that whether you watch this show or or it's us or you know you watch other gaming shows, uh, there the majority of people out there do not know all this information. Yeah, you know, the majority of people just saw some ad on YouTube and went to buy the game. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's something that should be considered. Or their friends have it and they want to play exactly. with their friends and right. they don't know anything besides right. Three besides they want to play a fun video game and this looks like a fun video game, you know. Yeah. yeah. And that's enough for most people. You know, and you know what? The and majority, like everybody that watches these gaming podcasts and shows and YouTube channels and is on Twitch, that is that is the tiniest sliver of the pie. Yeah. You know, yeah. The majority of the, are the people that walk into GameStop and say, "Hey, that looks fun." Yeah, you they, know, like like box art, right? They're just looking at the box art, which I I feel like I haven't done in years now. I haven't. I. It's been so long since I can. I can't think of the last time I bought a game based on. Hey, I like this box art. Let me pick mm-hmm. it up. I don't. I just don't feel like I do that. Or anymore. or just one ad. Yeah. You know. Or like Shanae said, just a friend's recommendation. Sure. You know. Um, you know. Yeah. We the the gaming community is the smallest little sliver of the pie. Yeah. yeah. You know. Uh. 
and, and you know, well, I guess the gaming media community because anybody sure. buying a game is in part of well, the gaming you, community. Sure, yeah. sure, but you you know what I mean. People uh, that consume all of this content, yeah, and I think uh, that, that is nowhere near the. And it's funny because, not. like, you know, it's the smallest, it's the smallest uh, portion of the of the community, but like, and be like like you said like there are very few people who seek this kind of stuff out mm-hmm. so we're kind of all just talking to each other and it's funny because like people think that because you do this you care more than the person who just goes to buy the game to enjoy it yeah which you know, you know that's that's, that's subjective yeah you know um i actually i did have one more thing i want to talk about but we're kind of like running long on time um and <laughs> i mean i'm fine <laughs> uh but i will say this though I feel as if uh, there are going to be times where you could do all the homework. You could do. You could look at everything. You can. You can consume all the content. You can listen to every interview and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can have your expectations for a game set based on those things. Right. And you know the 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 game can line up with those expectations still, and you can still not find enjoy your, it. You can still find yourself disappointed, uh, which. For, Has that happened to you? Maybe like once or twice. Yeah. Because, um, you, you know, as soon as you started that sentence, I, I started thinking about like, has that happened to me? And I can't think of a time where I've followed a game that closely. Well, and, I, and unless I like follow, unless I invested from the start, like Mighty Number no. 9, yeah. I, you know, well, I, I can't think could, of a game that It like, could be something that you actually, that you <sighs> think you want. Yeah. And then it turns out you don't want that. Yeah. Uh, which it doesn't. It doesn't happen to me that often, mm-hmm. but uh, when it does happen, it actually is actually more disappointed than having my expectations subverted. Sure. Um, I can see that. You know, and it's just, and it's a really, it's a really powerful thing to, to run into something like that. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of, but that, uh, then again, that's kind of just, that's part of the gamble of, being a part of this hobby right oddly enough i think that some people felt that way with fallout 4 uh because we learned about that game you know with such a short period of time before its release that there wasn't time to consume a shit ton of media on the game yeah um and there were a lot of people disappointed in that game a lot of people love that game but there were a lot of people disappointed in that sure you know yeah um and it is actually like very easy to see the arguments that they make yeah against that game and but they, at the same time, they also run congruent with a lot of the arguments you will make about pretty much any Bethesda game. Well, yeah, I, you know, we've made the argument with The Witcher 3 being out now uh, and with, you know, Zelda being a thing, even though it wasn't a thing at that time. The Witcher was, right? Uh, people don't are less willing to give Bethesda a pass, you yeah. know, than they were yeah. like, before. Yeah. Um, but then again, I feel like Bethesda was... Uh, they kind of they were running into the same problem that uh that we criticized Telltale for, is that they were they were consistently using an engine that like wasn't aging very well. I think that the difference is that Bethesda seems willing to try to work on this. Yeah, you know. Whereas um, Telltale, they say, hey, we've got a, we're we're using a revamped version of the same engine, and they say that with the game that is the worst offender of those problems. Yeah, you know. Uh, whereas Fallout, <laughs> which one again? Batman. Oh, Episode four of Batman is the worst example of the problems I, of Telltale games. I think I only played the two with you guys. Yeah, so yeah the, I, I am. But even then, that had you could see it right away in that I'll first even episode. Then, though, I'll yeah. Even then, there were some problems. Um, whereas you know, you look at Fallout four, and it's 
they're not using the Gamebryo engine that they were using for Fallout 3. Yeah. So, I mean, granted, like, they <clears throat> generated a whole other set of problems with the new engine, but at the same time, it's like, you know... I mean, I had some weird and sometimes entertaining uh, bugs with, with Fallout 4. Yeah. But I don't think I had nearly the amount of issues as I did with Fallout 3. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but, you know, that's kind of one of the things, like, so it goes, you know, and I think that... And it's kind of a tricky thing too when you have such a small lead up to the game, like the like the kind that we had with Fallout Four, uh, between announcement and subsequent release. Like, like my like I read up on that game a lot, and I uh, and I and I watched that press conference more than once. But like, there's only so much shit that can come out in, in that a, short period in of time, a, in a six in a six month time span. Well, what's funny is like that is simultaneously. An extremely consumer friendly move and also not very consumer friendly, you know? Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Because it's like. Because uh, it doesn't give you much time to research the product. Yeah. You know? So. That being said, I still prefer that to yeah. the Square Enix 10 years, you know? Yeah. But. Did you hear uh, Last Guardian's. Uh, Last Guardian 2 is going to be coming out in 2036. Dude, my biggest fear is that Sony's like, bye bye, Team Eco. Uh. You know? Yeah, I mean, but you well, still didn't buy the game. But I will. Uh, <laughs> I, know. I but, will. I mean, because and from what I hear, I will like it. You know, over the past ten, you years, won't, Doshinay. <laughs> over the past ten I don't, years, I'm just saying that the game's pretty divisive. You know, over the past oh, yeah. ten years, like for most of that time, there wasn't a whole lot said about that game, right? No, but I mean, they showed it many times. Yeah many times and there were rumors like IGN came out and said oh yeah that game is canceled and then a week later Sony comes out and says no we never said that you know yeah. like there was a lot of drama with that with that game yeah um Shanae, I thought you were winding up for another th- they designed it as a circle joke hmm? I think like Ueda as a developer uh you know it's very particular yeah seems to be yeah uh from what I know of, of you know, technically really only two games of his uh, that I've played, uh, yeah, he seems very, very particular. You know, uh, Shanae, you, you mentioned, uh, was it you who mentioned Duke Nukem a little bit ago? Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, like, I feel like if that game had come out, like, when it was supposed to... <laughs> Then like it probably would have been received better. Yeah. But like then again, I can't say that for sure because I think Duke, no, Duke Nukem. Was, people Duke, still wouldn't have well, it. Well, what I'm saying is I think Duke Nukem is very much a product of the '90s. Oh you, yeah. You're right, but like it and was I, also but, scrapped and then restarted. You yeah. know. But it's, also, <laughs> like, but it's also a great funny example to like you're not, you're not gonna please everybody sort of thing because there's people yeah. that loved it and they're like yeah. so happy that it was exact like it was like the old ones and they were super stoked about it i had yeah and they're like wanted that bust and all that jazz right but but an example that's that costly is probably not worth it you know yeah well, i just think it's fun. i just think it's a funny because now i'm yeah. wondering like what are they gonna do with that ip now well, they're going to put them in Bulletstorm like they did. Oh, right. Which is funny because Gearbox did not make Bulletstorm. Yeah, that was, a, that, but, was that was an epic game. But uh, people can fly. Yeah. But yeah, you know, they they put Duke Nukem in there. So. And it's, you know, it's pretty much what you'd expect. Yeah. They don't even call him Duke. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, no, apparently, like, well, you've played it. No one yeah. acknowledges it but him, right? Yeah, he's the only one yeah. who knows that he's Duke. Yeah. Uh, Otherwise, it's the same dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which I think is kind of funny. Like, if you're going to do it, that's a, that's a good way to do it. Yeah. But, uh, I it, mean, it sold you on it. Yeah, I'm not going to pretend it didn't. Yeah. Like, I was like, I want to play as Duke Nukem and Bullet Storm because right. I think that it'll right. be totally worth it. It wasn't, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't check it out on it, you know? Before, yeah, before the game even came out, I didn't check it out on it. That is... But, but that was more for Bulletstorm than for you know, Gearbox or Duke Nukem's involvement. Like, I feel like... Because it, it was such a... Like, that whole thing for me was such a... an of course moment, right? Yeah. But I feel like... I'm, and like I played it, and I was like, "Why did my, why did my expectations surpass this?" Like, like I mean, it's Bulletstorm, you know. Yeah. It's nicer looking Bulletstorm with Duke no, Nukem, like specifically the Duke Nukem thing. Like I was like, I was like, I, I think it's because our group of friends has enjoyed and 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 made jokes about Duke Nukem for so long yeah. that like you know anything new with Duke Nukem in it. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna be excited about it. I just, I guess, I wasn't. Ex- Which Sinead's right. We're not the only ones. Yeah. You know, like there's other people that were excited just because Duke Nukem was in that game. I just feel like you know, I was just like, man, the novelty wore off quick, because like the novelty lasted all of half of a level, and I was like, yeah, I'm good. Like, I wonder in in opening week or even like launch day of Bulletstorm and Bulletstorm Full Clip Edition, which sold better? Yeah. And is it better just because Duke Nukem? Because that's the only difference, right? Besides yeah. the visuals, that's the only difference. Yeah. Uh, I, I would be interested to see those numbers. Yeah. How well did Duke sell that game? You know? Well, I can think of one person he sold that game to. Yeah. You. Me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. I think it's a great place to end. Yeah, me too. Uh, guys? I never want it to end. Me neither. I wish we could just live forever. Just I do too. podcast 24-7. No, just living forever, not podcasting forever. I don't want to live forever. No. But I feel I like it, it, I feel like through the magic of... It's my curse. Through the, through the magic of the internet, we will live to get together forever. That's probably true. Because, I mean, we're on there forever now. You know, somebody's got it forever, so... When do you think the internet's going to be full? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't think you can fill it up. I don't know if you technically, can fill it up. Technically, you could. It would take a lot to fill it up. Yeah. So many cats. How many flops would it take to fill it up? I, I know flops no is in the measure le- of storage. No idea. Uh, I want to say at least 27 teraflops. Yeah. Okay. 27 teraflops. <laughs> it's not much. <laughs> uh, guys, this was, a, this was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I, of course, always enjoy talking to you guys. Uh, and, of course, you at home by talking to you, too. Or in the car. In the car. At work. Mm-hmm. In the shower. In bed. Dentist office. At a cemetery. Office. Yeah, at a cemetery. Making love, maybe. Uh, could you think of, did you ever consider that? That someone listened to us while making love? Like, we're, we're somebody's background noise? I kind of don't doubt that it's happened. So if you look at our, our YouTube uh, or Twitch presence, it's very, very small, right? Yeah. Not a lot. Of, but we've also not been doing that nearly as long as we've been doing the show. If you look at just the people that listen to us, it's enough people that I think there's a good chance that we were that there was a good noise. chance that it, it may have happened at some point. You know? I mean, I take all of our podcasts and edit you two out, and then just put l- listen to my own voice. What is the, the what is it. what is the opposite of an aphrodisiac? Because <laughs> I imagine it's that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, boner killer. Yeah, yeah. A, the BK. <clears throat> 
But as always, it's a pleasure talking to you guys. BK Kids Club. Mm -hmm. Don't use it in that context. (laughs) As a father, you shouldn't say that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We'll see you next week, guys. Bye-bye.